been a lot of questions raised about the Supreme Court justices and the money they're making. We'll talk about the double standards that exist inside the nation's highest court. Meanwhile, Senators J.D. Vance and Josh Hawley are working to put in ways to stop a $6 billion error from happening again inside the Pentagon. Don't you wish you had those accounting errors? Tommy Tuberville, junior senator from Alabama, is running into some issues, but we're going to applaud him for something he's doing in the pro-life front. And is RFK Jr. really a conspiracy theorist? It's kind of wild that a Kennedy is being castigated as a conspiracy theorist. And Pride Month is over, but it's Non-Binary Awareness Week. We'll show you how they're celebrating that next. Welcome in to another day of the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser, are you tired of us yet? No. You will be by the end of the week. Once again, this is a reminder that we have one more show coming for you tomorrow on Friday, and then we will be off for the week next week. So you'll get us back. We'll remind you of that again, but look for us again in the second half of the month of July. But it is Thursday, July 13th. Time of this recording is 10.53 a.m. in the year of our Lord, 2023. Ding. Thank you. Sonia Sotomayor, one of three females on our nation's highest court, along with Elena Kagan and the smartest person on the face of the planet, Katanji Brown-Jackson. And so, we've had some issues raised, according to some... Ethical issues? Ethical concerns. This from Fox News, Aaron Kleigman on the report here. In 2007, this is two years before Sonia Sotomayor was appointed by then-President Barack Obama to the Supreme Court, some of her total investments were somewhere between $50,000 and $115,000, according to her financial disclosure form, because she was still a top federal judge at that time. She reported only two assets, a checking account and a savings account from Citibank. In 2008, that number actually dropped $15,000 to $65,000. But in 2021, her investments totaled somewhere between $1.5 million and $6.4 million. She had a good year. Last year's investments, roughly the same, $1.6 to $6.6 million. Now, Sotomayor's yearly salary was about $180,000 as a federal appeals court judge. But as a member of the high court now, she makes about $285,400. Chief Justice, by the way, makes a tick under 300000 now. It costs she, that much just to live in D.C. She's well within her right to write a book. Mm-hmm. The questions this raises, though, Neil Gorsuch has been, you know, a bit of a concern here, too. Book Justice writing Thomas. and Justice Thomas and Justice Amy Coney Barrett just got a $2 million advance on a book that she's writing. Mitch, are we, are we right to have concerns at all levels about possibly the ethics concerns that come along with this? Well, it seems like it's a one-sided argument um, where we are gigging Justice Clarence Thomas on ethical violations of all sorts, shapes, and sizes, um, whether it's tickets to plays or games or uh, whether it's things that he has allowed uh, his family to do. And then... We hear this about 
Justice Sotomayor and at book signings, uh, exclusive access given to people who, let's just say, have the means to have a book signed with maybe a check in the book. I'm not saying that's how it works. Like, take the cannoli. Wait, I don't even remember how that works. Anyway, I'm not saying there's anything nefarious going on, but it does seem a little one-sided when it comes to these ethical allegations or concerns. Um, And the double standard at times is glaring. Richard Painter, a University of Minnesota law professor and former chief White House ethics lawyer, said, I'm very concerned about the books. It's problematic to the core. He explained that executive branch employees are prohibited from receiving income from royalties for books that have anything to do with their official position. So a Treasury Department official can't receive royalties for writing a book on bank regulations. But if that same person wrote a book about stamp collecting, they could get royalties on that. But those... Limits have not applied to the judiciary. The, the The concern we have here is they write these books, and typically they're read by high academic, you know, lofty standards, and typically they're not sold to the public, And but now they are. <clears throat> Everyone's creating a brand. Can we just be honest? We have a brand at Palmetto Family. Mm-hmm. We have a brand on it's this a show. Brand. It's a good brand. We have a brand on this show, right? Mm-hmm. I have... You have a brand in your normal life. Everyone has a brand. You're this type of person, and you exude this type of image. For Supreme Court justices, we might run into some problems. Now, again, I agree with you. The the need for a bit of ethical oversight might be a bit overblown. However, I don't see this train letting up anytime soon, especially as this could be the vehicle used to rein in, quote, a rogue conservative Supreme Court. Yeah, I'm looking at, and this may take a little further investigation, um, you know, because that's what we do around here. I'm looking at a list of um, books written by Supreme Court justices. I cannot tell you whether or not they're written. Like, I will tell you this one by Ruth Bader Ginsburg was written while she was a justice because it was written in 2013. 2016 my own words that was toward the tail end yeah and um but Sotomayor Ginsburg Sandra Day O'Connor William Rehnquist Antonin Scalia Justice Thomas Breyer Rehnquist Gorsuch O'Connor Garner Stevens John Paul that is uh Breyer they've all Brandeis they've all written books um whether or not that was while they were on the bench or not, I don't know. I think Breyer's Some was of them was on were, the clearly. Breyer um, spoke at my college commencement. Really? That's that's fascinating. I love his ice cream. Disagreed with um, everything he said that day. I'm a big fan of his ice cream. Yeah. Um, mint chocolate chip mm-hmm. choice. Uh, of a Justice Mayfield kind of guy. Ooh, ooh. You know, that's, that's or good Or Justice stuff. Pet. Pet? Justice Blue Bunny. Blue Bunny. Also very good. I'm a big fan of the... Uh, a great value. We are <laughs> we are veering off course. We'll keep a track great on the Supreme value Court because of what you know Bidenomics is doing. Correct. We'll keep a track on the Supreme Court again. I believe this could be a vehicle used sure. to influence change to the Supreme Court. Imagine we, that. We move to the Senate. We'll be in the Senate for a couple of stories here. Senators J.D. Vance and Josh Hawley yesterday introduced legislation aimed at preventing future, quote, accounting errors at the Department of Defense after the Pentagon revealed it overvalued military equipment sent to Ukraine. Now, listen, all of us have balanced a checkbook. All of us, all of us have, have dealt with budget. 
and said, we've done the math, and we're like, ah, math didn't check off quite right. And you realize you're about a dollar or two off. Dollar oh, I, two. Me- I messed up. Yeah. Right? I didn't carry the one. Well, well. They didn't the carry the Department about of Defense zeros. had a $6 billion uh, accounting error. That's a lot of zeros That it carry. overvalued military equipment. Now, this bill, quote, from from J.D. Vance, this legislation will save American taxpayers from footing the bill for shoddy accounting at the Pentagon. There should be no excuse for accounting errors with a seven-figure price tag. With this bill, Congress can ensure the cost of our military aid is properly and consistently calculated. Senator Josh Hawley, Republican of Missouri, said that the so-called valuation errors around USAID Ukraine are a transparent attempt to bypass Congress for additional funds while continuing to prioritize Ukraine over more vital U.S. interests, including deterring China in the Pacific. Now... People have a lot of varied opinions on the conflict in the Ukraine. Yeah. And we won't get into that no. necessarily. I will say, though, we're spending more money on this war than has ever been seen by God or man right now. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, the president just pledged this week at NATO that we will be sending those cluster bombs. Great move there. And we've had, we have additional military aid worth up to... $800 million in this war least, against Russia. At least it's an M, not a B. Uh, those Gracious. M's add up to B's. Well, yeah, I get it. I now, get it. now I will say at least President Volodymyr Zelensky... You said his name correctly. Volodymyr Zelensky did actually make a good point uh, when meeting with President Biden when he spoke to the media the other day. He looked at the camera and said, I understand that this, this is the American people's money. I don't do a good Zelensky. No. Uh, he understands that this is the American people's money. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for understanding that. he does. The president How- of another country understands it far better than the president of However, this country. However, these $6 billion misestimations, misestimations, by the way, $3.6 billion in the current fiscal year and $2.6 billion in the 2022 fiscal year. As a result, the Pentagon says it now has additional money in its coffers to use to support Ukraine. So we have more. We messed up. But wait. We over we more. undershot by about six billion dollars. But, but but it's fine. It's fine. My question is, is there proper oversight here? Because again, I'm I don't want to go too far down this train, but I feel like it's necessary. I'm old enough to remember. He knows where this is going. I'm old enough to remember when Ukraine was a hotbed for corruption. Wait, not the Ukraine, just phone calls. And, and phone calls to Ukraine. And it was the best. I it was a perfect phone call. call I remember a president getting impeached over that. Well, once I remember, I remember that was the second time. Yeah, the current president, when he was vice president, going over to Ukraine and getting a prosecutor fired, and then bragging about it on the campaign trail, saying he got the blankety blank fired. And. Corruption. Do you remember, are you old enough to remember when there were voicemails like with, I got the big guy here and... Text messages. We have those. My father is sitting right next to me. Um, So I remember when Ukraine was a hotbed for corruption and oligarchy. By the way, I don't think that's changed. Government-wise. I'm not not throwing off on the people of Ukraine. The government structure is bad. Good people in Ukraine. Good people of Ukraine. Government structure, bad. Government structure, bad. Corrupt hotbed for corruption we need proper oversight in how this money's being spent we are literally dropping off bags of cash and we have no clue what it's doing that is a problem 
And again, I'm not saying I'm against Ukraine in this war. I would like world peace. How do you think that's done? Do you think that they like have have well, ask President Obama? Cash or no, it's a it's a just... pallet. Oh yeah, it's all done. Like an, oh yeah, it's all done digitally. Oh yeah, it's all done digitally. It's all done on the credit. Did you hear that? According to the U.S. debt this year, we'll be paying one trillion dollars in interest alone. Nice on the debt. One trillion dollars in interest alone. How about that for uh, uh, that's accounting? A thir- that's a Thursday pick me up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm hopeful that in some way we can provide proper oversight to the money being spent because the money is mine and yours and yours. Yeah, right. And I believe there needs to be proper oversight in how the money is being spent. I'm not yep. against the war necessarily. It's, However, I think that it's it's becoming harder and harder to justify spending this much money. Sure. Well, and it's all part of NDAA, and it's NDAA season, um, and a lot of people, you know, it's the NBA season. I like that. It's better than the NBA season. Or the uh, WNBA season. Sorry. Hey, hey, hey. Go Asia Wilson. Or uh, the USWNT season. I don't even US know. US Women's National Team. Oh, okay. More on that tomorrow. Yes. Um, t- today, uh, <laughs> Senator Tuberville, Alabama junior senator. Yes, if, if you former, don't know former fame, if you don't know who Tommy Tuberville is, it, it, for me it is very hard to picture Tommy Tuberville as a senator because I remember him prowling the sidelines in Oxford, Mississippi, Auburn, Alabama, Lubbock, Texas, by the Texas way, Tech. and Cincinnati. That's right. Um, he has four stops, by the way. And just in case you're interested, my favorite line of him ever is after the 1998 season. I was like four. But after the 98 season, he says, they're going to have to carry me out of here in a pine box. I'm never leaving Ole Miss. A week later, he was in Auburn. Uh, <laughs> never trust a college football coach when he tells you he's not going somewhere. Paging <clears throat> Nick Saban. Yeah. So he coached a couple places. I, he was a really had a really good team in Auburn. In 04, one can make the argument they probably should have been national champions. They awarded that to Southern Cal instead. That was back before we had a playoff. Did they, um, did, is that the national championship they pulled back, or was that the... Just the Heisman Trophy. They pulled back the Heisman Trophy. It didn't exist. But, you know, has a really good overall coaching record. He's a one-time coach of the year. Uh, Won the Paul Bear Bryant Award. Two-time SEC coach of the year in 97 and 04. He's got an SEC championship to his name. He's got uh, five... SEC West Division Championships to his name, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2004, 2005. He owned the West in the early years. And obviously, uh, the people of Alabama love him. I mean, well, yeah, he then ran against Doug Jones, and mm-hmm. the incumbent, and, yeah. and won. He has gotten into a little bit of hot water over the white nationalism thing, yeah. um, uh, where people, where naturally, Republicans have to continue. Every breath, we have to, if you're a conservative or a Republican, you have to deny racism and you have to decry racism and then when you say hey racism in any form is bad and they say okay well what about now do you decry it now like, yes it's the same as a second ago same thing they did with president trump mm-hmm. um but in this case this is actually a good thing that he's doing senator tuberville is blocking military appointments because a court right now the department of defense the military allows their people to leave states to go get abortions in other states. Tom Tuberville says that's a terrible policy. I don't like that. So I'm going to hold up appointments. Right. And right now, specifically, according to National Public Radio, the U.S. Marine Corps is operating without a commandant for the first time in over 150 years because one senator... But those jarheads just don't know what to do right now. Yeah, they have no idea what to do. Marine Corps Depot... Paris Island's probably like scratching their heads like, what do we do? I don't know how to make Marines anymore. We don't have a commandant. 
I'm, th- I'm thinking they're doing just fine. This marks the first time doing the Marine right. Corps has been without a Senate-confirmed commandant since the death of then-commandant Archibald Henderson back in 1859. Good old Archie. Good old Archie. Um, that I mean, you can you can say whatever you want to. I support this. First of all, first of all, we're we're wasting energy in the military to discuss pronouns and. LGBTQ poems and things of that sort. You've got the Navy and Air Force putting out putting out videos about my most impactful time in my deployment was when I read a poem. We have a fake, seriously. Ad, we have a fake admiral of health of health in the Navy. In the Navy, Richard, 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 Levine. who, by the way, was a classmate of Mark Milley. Imagine that. Two girls just making their way to the top. Um, <clears throat> by the way, General Mark Milley is set to step down this year as well. Thank God. Here, here. Thank God. Maybe he can go read more about white rage. Um, <laughs> Call him like he sees him today. I mean, maybe, our, maybe, maybe just maybe, Tommy Tuberville's on to something. Maybe, just maybe, maybe we he sees... the United States military, that grand social and... It shouldn't be a social experiment. experiment. The military... And our soldiers are meant to blow stuff up. Break. Break things and, and blow them up. Yeah. That's the goal. Yep. Defend the homeland. Win and win wars. Protect our constitution. Serve and protect. Uphold the constitution. Defend against enemies both foreign and domestic. Correct. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. The military's job is not to espouse abortion and LGBTQ critical theory. That's not the goal of the military. So I applaud Senator Tuberville for holding the line and continuing to hold up these appointments. He's been doing this for quite a while now. Eventually, he'll get leaned on. He's getting leaned on already. I say eventually he gets leaned on by his own party because the uniparty always wins, it seems like. So eventually, he's going to have to face real pressure from inside his own party. I don't know when that's going to happen. Although I will say, if you're questioning Tommy Tuberville's toughness, go back and watch when he slapped one of his own coaches at Texas Tech. I mean, knock the hat right off his head. Only things you can do in Texas. Well, it probably didn't work out very well either because, yeah. you know, um, Texas Tech had some problems with Coach Leach before that. Is RFK a conspiracy theorist? We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, we are... <laughs> that's my first time I've done that in quite a while. We are launching a new show coming up later this summer, Beyond the Walls, equipping the church to engage the gospel beyond the walls of the church. Why the need is so important for folks to reach people with the gospel is because the gospel is what transforms lives, right? Good economic policy, while while good and is flourishing for the now, does not change your eternal destiny. The gospel does. And so what we do here on the Palmetto Family Matters show is we talk about different political and social and cultural issues from a biblical worldview. On Beyond the Walls, which is our second show to debut under the Palmetto Family Matters Network, we'll be talking specifically with pastors and ministry leaders on how we can equip and engage the church to then engage the culture with the gospel, not conservative political talking points, but the gospel. Because the gospel doesn't adhere to the American flag. The gospel doesn't adhere to the American style of government. The gospel doesn't adhere to the GOP creed, right? Or the Democrat, whatever that is. The gospel stands alone because Christ is king. So, 
Look for Beyond the Walls. It's coming soon. We appreciate you supporting us and being able to expand to a second show is what we're doing with with your investment, and we appreciate your support. Also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure to give it a five-star rating or review. Click that subscribe button so you get that alert every time we have a new episode posted. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, make sure to subscribe there as well, and then share this video with your friends and family. Give it that like, and we appreciate that very much. Now, on to RFK. Robert Kennedy Jr., son of former Attorney General Bobby Kennedy, who was running for president in 1968, could have very well won that presidency, in my opinion. He, he would have, I think he would have beaten, um, he, would have, he would have won the Democratic nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he probably would have won the presidency over Nixon at the time, making Nixon a two-time loser. But he was assassinated by Sir Han Sirhan in 1968, in the back room in the kitchen of a Los Angeles hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, one of two high-profile assassinations in one calendar year, I think within a couple months of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Luther King, I believe, was assassinated a bit later because that was in July. I think Luther King was in August, if I'm not mistaken. Either way, that's not the point. His son, Robert Kennedy Jr., is now running for president. And this is an interesting case study because he has an appeal to conservatives right now. And I'm confused on that a little bit because Robert Kennedy is a liberal. But he is a conservative, right? No. 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 Have we have we heard that at yes. all? Yes. Robert okay. Kennedy Jr. is not a conservative. He is against the COVID vaccine, but he's not a conservative. We can't mix up the two. Robert Kennedy Jr. is pro-LGBT. He's pro-affirmative action. He's pro-more government programs, not conservative maybe this is the launch pad for this but i think we like to put nice tidy neat bows on things we like to put things in boxes and packages and a lot of times because we hear somebody say one thing about something that we agree with we're like i like that guy and then we somehow forget all the other stuff that they say you know we we hear rfk talk about vaccines which is part of the fodder for NPR and the conspiracy theory stuff. And we'll get to that in just a second. We hear that and we're like, ooh, ooh, I like that. I like that. Especially those who are prone to that vein. Right. No pun intended with the vaccine thing. Vaccine thing. Uh, So we run to that and we forget everything else. We hear, you know, uh, AOC. We need to protect the planet. And we run to that, and we're like, I agree, we need to be good stewards of what God's given us, and we forget all the other stuff she said. Or we hear something that anybody else, and I picked AOC on purpose because I know most of our viewers and listeners just love Alexandria Sandy Ocasio-Cortez. She's Sandy. A, she's part of Benning and the Jets, Bartender I think. Bartender Sandy. Um, yeah, Jets or whatever. Yeah. Uh, West Side Story. Yeah. Sharks. Um, we run to that, yeah, <laughs> Snap, snap. We, we run to that, and we think, oh, they're, they're one of us, or we're one of them, and we want this identity. Sure. But that is what I believe, ultimately, the left is playing right now is identity politics and all this. He's just a conspiracy theorist, and we're hearing that more and more. They're just a conspiracy theorist. We heard that when we talked about it yesterday with the Sound, the of, Sound of Freedom. It's just a right-wing conspiracy for over overly caffeinated and testosterone-filled men. Ugh. We'll get to that tomorrow. Yeah, more on that tomorrow. <laughs> Ugh, we just can't have that. And so we're playing this game, or I should say the left is playing this 
identity politics game, and we're lumping everyone who says anything offbeat from legacy and mainstream media as conspiracy theory. Since Robert F. Kennedy Jr. launched his campaign challenging President Biden for the 2024 Democratic presidential nomination, he has given hours of interviews to podcasts, magazines, and TV networks. He paints a dark, conspiratorial picture of the world, bristling with debunked theories, misleading claims, and outright falsehoods. Wi-Fi causes cancer and leaky brain, Kennedy told podcaster Joe Rogan last he month. He was on Joe Rogan, for crying out loud. <laughs> Antidepressants are to blame for school shootings, he mused during an appearance with Twitter CEO Elon Musk. I think there's, I mean, I won't traffic in that right now, but, uh, I mean, it's not, we'll the, get gun, to it it's later. not, it's not the gun's fault. Chemicals in the water supply could turn children's transgender, he told Jordan Peterson, which I think I remember hearing from Alex Jones when he said, they're turning the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> um, that's my one Alex Jones impression, that you're welcome. There's no credible evidence for any of these assertions or for Kennedy's longest-running false claims that vaccines cause autism and are more harmful than the diseases they're designed to protect. It's apparent that, that the to bet that the political, cultural, and media dynamics that elevated Kennedy and the anti-vax movement during the COVID-19 pandemic can similarly propel him to the White House. No chance. I'm sorry. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not going to be president. The Kennedy campaign did not respond to NPR's questions for this story. <laughs> Kennedy isn't the first American politician to actively advance conspiracy theories. Donald Trump promoted birtherism when he challenged that Barack Obama, Barack was, Obama not a was U.S. citizen, yes, yes. and later Donald Trump touted the big lie, the big lie that the 2020 election was stolen, stolen from him. Richard Nixon blamed the Jews for orchestrating communist plots and controlling the government. By the way, if you click the link to that story, it doesn't really stand up to that. But what stands out in Kennedy's case is the sheer volume of what he's asserted over the years, from his insistence that Republicans stole the 2004 election to his claims that 5G networks are being used for mass surveillance. To his belief that the CIA assassinated his uncle, uh, he's not the only person who thinks the CIA assassinated JFK. Like, that, by the way, just really Here quickly. Here we go. Just Talk really quickly. conspiracy theories. Just lean in. Lean in. Isn't it weird that we've had reports ready to go on the JFK assassination, and at every turn, the federal government has decided to delay the release of those records. All right, proving the fact, well, proving the theory Lean out. that, that uh, Lean out. Know, some of us do have a bent toward conspiracy theory fodder. And and I believe... You're telling me one guy... You, okay, come it was, on. It was the mafia. Come on. It was oh, Well, we know who it wasn't. Santo Traffico. Can we, can, we, can we say who it wasn't? Santo Traffico. It wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald from the I'm, school book I'm, depository. They're coming after me now. Santo Traficante. Check it in out. 2001, RFK was one of the top spreaders of misinformation regarding COVID-19 vaccines, which, by the way, we have since come to find out through scientific study that the vaccines were not as effective as they were claimed to be by several, including Rachel Maddow, who uh, she's the guy on MSNBC who said that when, the, when a vaccinated person gets infected, the COVID stops there. That's a quote. She now says they don't traffic in misinformation. So is RFK... A conspiracy theorist? Or, 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 is he tapping in to a disgruntled wing of the, of the, of the Democrat Party who is unhappy with government overreach? You mean Bubba? I'm just asking the question because here's what's happening. Conservatives who might not be thrilled with their choices and who live in a state with an open primary could in fact... Vote for Kennedy. What happens if he pulls 20%? What happens if he challenges in the Democratic Party 
doesn't get the debate stage with Joe Biden because they're not going to put him on a debate stage with Joe Biden. Joe Biden would never debate anybody within his own party right now. And then runs third party. Who does he take votes from? Does he take votes from Joe Biden? Or Donald Trump. Or does he take votes from Donald Trump? Possibly. Because again, his, his this guy, Robert Kennedy, this guy, his <laughs> this guy, his pull, his pull is to your classic Democrat, your 1960s and 70s Democrat, which is a Democrat that seeks to uplift the poor and the minority. That's they say that's what they do. And then he layers it with anti-COVID vax stuff, mm-hmm. which appeals to not only that demographic of minority, by the way, but also appeals to the conservative who possibly isn't happy with what the former president did with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Again, look look beyond the initial. Look beyond the initial. We're going to get labeled as a conspiracy theory podcast now. The point Great. is, the point is, why is everyone working so hard to discredit Robert Kennedy Jr.? Because... That's a good question. He's a populist. He's a populist Democrat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a populist he, Democrat. He, and, he's, and he's Trump, but a Democrat. We're getting in trouble for that one. How? How? He's doing the same thing in the Democratic Party that Trump did at the start of his campaign yeah, in 2015. He's, 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 he's appealing to the populist. Yeah. yeah. I, and that, I, that's what I'm saying. I agree with that. I, I think his, his, his ideas are vastly different than the former president. Um, I think his uh, methodology is uh, probably different in that um, he's going on all these podcasts, I, I, which I'm not faulting him for. I think it's wise. I think it's great to go on podcasts. I, I think I, every candidate for president should go on shows. A candidate conversations coming soon. Right. Um, I, I think that's important. Um, and I, I, I don't think you for, can forsake that medium. Uh, president Trump has chosen to go about it a completely different way, and instead of going on shows and podcasts, he... he the orbit, it's the Trump orbit. Everything revolves, and, and I'm not picking on him. It's just the way they've chosen to do it. Everything revolves around him. And so, sure. um, and, 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 you know, he's obviously doing something effective there for it to work. So I, I'm not picking, I'm not, you know, editorializing. I'm, I'm simply stating uh, the apparent facts here. Um, so I think what we see here with Kennedy and uh, Trump and the attempts to negate both of their tactics, strategies, you know, it's obvious that, um, you know, Kennedy is not going to win the Democratic primary. No, but is he a, is he a viable third-party candidate? You know, I, I don't know. That, and that's, that's TBD on that. I, I think right now his, his strategy would only be effective in pulling votes away from Biden the question is, does it like we just said? Does he pull votes away from um, Trump? Uh, does he pull votes away from? You know, and he could. He could run third party. The question is, is where does he fit? Libertarian, Green Party. I, I don't know. Or does he just run independent? I um, he would run independent. So it, that's very fascinating. Um, let's just say this: until November twenty twenty four, there's a long time, and a lot of stuff's going to happen. That's that's an understatement. Now, Mitch, we move to our final story of the day. Oh. We just finished up Pride Month. Okay. June is over. I love my birthday month. But, but the recognitions aren't done. There's more. Do you know what today? Do you know what this week is, Mitch? 
Um, All-Star Week. Well, Major League Baseball. Yeah, that is true, but two things can be true at once, I suppose. Correlation does not equal causation. Okay. Starting Monday, July 10th, so we're about halfway through. Okay. This week is Non-Binary Awareness Week. I know it. I mean, I know that people think it, it exists. Non-Binary Awareness Week. This from heckinunicorn.com. Heckinunicorn.com. Non-Binary Awareness Week was first launched in 2020, so it's been around for a super long time, <laughs> to surround Non-Binary People's Day on July 14th, which that's already been celebrated since 2012, so it's, it's long-standing. It's like Christmas. The purpose of this week is to raise awareness about non-binary people and the issues they face. This includes making sure that non-binary people's experiences and identities are recognized, they spelled recognized with an S, respected, and included in conversations regarding gender identity and expression. Are they British? The primary goal, I would assume, is to provide education, encourage dialogue, and ultimately create a more inclusive and understanding world for non-binary people. This week was created in direct response to the lack of recognition and understanding of non-binary people, by the way. Um, mm. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna I, listen. I'm not gonna deny the existence of people that think they are non-binary. No, you exist. They they literally exist. Like they could walk down the street. They could sit at this. But table. non-binary is not a thing. But like their identity does not exist. Well, well, I think that how they let me say it differently. How they identify does not exist. Hold on. I think they exist. Their feelings exist. I think we're going a little too. I think we're being rushing a little too quick to judgment here because I think it's important that we hear from somebody who has an authority on this, okay. and that would be a preschool teacher. Okay, with a puppet. No offense to preschool teachers, but a puppet. A puppet. <laughs> now okay. again, I'm not sure if this person's trying. You know what? Let's just hear from this teacher, who goes by Mix. <sighs> Just, just go, just, just go. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm Leslie, and my pronouns are they, them. And I'm Ray. My pronouns are also they, them. And what are we celebrating this week, Ray? It is Non-Binary Awareness Week. And what does that mean? Well, that means if you don't feel like a boy in your heart, or a girl in your heart, or if you feel like neither, or both, you are seen you are loved and you are supported no matter what. That's right. We love you for who you are, no matter what you might look like on the outside. We know who you are on the inside. And to all of our friends who might not be non-binary, how can we help them support our non-binary friends? Well, you can always make sure you're using the right pronouns because you want to respect your friends. Well, what if somebody accidentally calls me the wrong pronoun? And you're with me. What would you do? Oh, I would simply say, <clears throat> Oh, excuse me, I see that you said she, but Leslie goes by they. That simple. That respectful. That is love. That is what being non-binary is about. We love you. We see you. Mwah! <laughs> First of all, crazy eyes. Whenever, whenever the crazy eye people start talking to you, understand it's ridiculousness. Secondly, this is so. Number one, no, no, I'm not going to call you by your preferred pronoun. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Your disillusionment and your inability to grasp common biology and science does not mean that I then have to kowtow to your warped view of gender, sex, and ideology. 
I don't have to agree with that. I can be respectful without undermining basic understanding of life, which 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 would then undermine my own faith. Yeah. Now, yeah. also, is she a ventriloquist or is she just a puppeteer? Because if she's trying to be a ventriloquist, I saw her mouth moving the entire time. She, she does teaches, not identify as a good ventriloquist. She teaches preschool education at Columbia, Columbia <laughs> University. Careful. Not Columbia College here in South Carolina. Um, Mix Leslie is her name. Um, oh, instead of Miss Leslie? It's Mix because X, uh, mix, X. X is the, like, oh, I get it. Like, like the unknown quantity. They, non-binary. them. Non-binary. Ooh, all the colors of she, the rainbow. She. Oh, it's a she. She. Oh, yeah, it's uh, okay. she. Okay, I'm, uh, but I'm, oh, yeah. I'm she, checking she. in to make sure. She, she, she. continually uses the word feel. How you feel in your heart. Now, I could quote a pastor from Maine. Now, <laughs> uh, look, why are we talking about feelings? She then talks about how you feel in your heart. Ooh, and and it, there's a common refrain that's been perpetuated on the culture for some time to trust your heart. However, Jeremiah seventeen nine says. The heart is deceitful above all things. The heart is deceitful above Thank all things you. and desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. Who, Who can know it? Oh, 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 oh. God. That's it? I think the answer to the question is... He he knows your heart. Yeah. You don't. Okay. Actually, you might. So you if might. I trust my heart mm-hmm. or if I feel in my heart a certain way, could that be wrong? Could it lead me astray? Yes, it will lead you astray. Okay. I, then she speaks of making sure that non-binary people are loved, seen, and supported. That, now, that mean seen? Okay. I, I, I think I know what she means there. Like we see you over there, um, but loved and supported. Love. Love, love means... Love is love. Oh, don't... Love is love, Stop. Mitch. Love is love. Stop. Uh, loved... Amor is amor. If I love you, uh-huh. I'm willing to be honest with you. No. No. Love is affirming me. Love is believing everything I say. Love is affirming. So we're changing definitions. No. That's always been what love is to the culture. Um, and then supported... Yes. I will get you the help you need, which she talks about. She talked right after love, scene, and support. How can we help people who may use the wrong pronouns? I'm going to get you the help you need because if you are suffering from gender dysphoria, clinical definition. From the DSM-5? Four. Uh, DSM-5. <laughs> yeah. Just true. completely. That's true. Yeah. yeah it did. Then, it's DSM-4. then you need support. You need help. And j- let's just be honest. I need help too. Um. Really quick, uh, since we are shaping the Palmetto State from a biblical worldview. Maybe we should throw a little bit of... Whenever you hear someone talking about the heart or this is how I feel or things of that sort, really quick, i got some things for you. Okay. Uh, Proverbs 4.23, King Solomon says, keep your heart with all vigilance. By the way, these are all ESV. I'm sorry for those of you who aren't Reformed. For from it flows the springs of life. 
Uh, Jesus, kind of important, in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I'm going to go a bit further down here. Let me see where I can find it. Ah, Genesis 6, 5. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. That was before the flood. Here's after the flood. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma... Genesis 8.21, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. So the flood did not change the evil intentions of the heart of man. Just want to put that in there. Oh, Proverbs 3.5, everyone knows this one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on what? Your own understanding. There's one more here that that I wanted. Oh, here it is. Uh, Jesus speaking again. He's speaking. He's speaking. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts. Sexual immorality is the first one, y'all. The first one. Theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. So when we are, your heart. When we are converted, when we trust in Christ... Yes. We have a heart transplant. Correct. And a mind transplant, for that matter. And he comes to live inside of us, to influence us, to, and we are told to guard or keep our heart mm-hmm. with all vigilance, or the, diligence. The psalmist in Psalm 51.10, his prayer, and I believe the prayer of every saint every day, should be, create in me a clean, clean heart, heart, O God. And renew and, a right spirit within or me. Or a steadfast spirit, yeah. whatever your translation uh, says. The point is, the culture today, because we have to have a day to recognize everything, is so self-absorbed with our own hearts and with our own motives and with our own intentionalities. And what we refuse to see is that the heart is evil. Even the hearts of those who are in Christ, like our flesh still wars against the Spirit, and we still struggle to, to put to death the, the desires and the wants of, of, of the heart, of the human heart. Hope you enjoy celebrating tr- bi- non-binary awareness week and Should, non-binary awareness. I'm, I'm trying to stall because I saw what's on your screen. Just in case you're wondering, today is also the National Days. Today is also no, also National Beans and Franks Day. Ooh, I love Beans and Frank Franks. Frank and Beans. I love Sorry. Beans and Franks. Uh, oh, it's National, National Delaware Day. Day. Here's Happy National Delaware Day, Joe. National Barbershop Music Appreciation Day. Hello, my Coney Island baby. Hello, my ragtime gal. Tomorrow. Wait, I think. Yes, tomorrow's tomorrow the second Friday in July. Is National Kebab Day. I love a good kebab. World, I'm sorry, not even National Kebab Day. Oh, but World. Uh, actually, actually, that was last week. Kebab L- Day, okay. Uh, last week was because, uh, no, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right, that's tomorrow. Nas- last Thursday was National Fried Chicken Day. Tomorrow is National French Fried Day. Mm. Mm. Where are you going to go? Tomorrow. This changes annually, but. Tomorrow. Yep. National Car Appreciation Day. Collector car. Collector car. Get it right. So there's always a day for everything. That's all the time we have on the show today. Tomorrow, here's what you can look forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're we're talking. It's also Bastille Day tomorrow. We're talking about Megan Rapinoe. <laughs> 
fitness? Did you know if you're working out while you're listening to this podcast, you're a right wing <laughs> neo Nazi? You are you are a danger to the liberal world order. So get that extra pump in today. You're probably toxic. Uh, probably. So we'll talk about fitness and why it represents a right wing extremist view. We'll talk about Megan Rapino and we'll put a bow on the week that has been in the world of news. There's a lot going on. We appreciate you again listening to and watching this show. It's because of you that we're able to continue to have great months of listenership and viewership that we've seen uh, over the past several months. We appreciate all of your support, your investment in the work we do. If you want to learn more about Palmetto Family, palmettofamily.org. Click on that uh, link to subscribe to our email newsletter. That comes out every Friday at the minimum, usually more. If you want to invest in the work we're doing, click that invest tab at the top. We appreciate your gift and understand that your investment is investing in the work that we do, not necessarily in us. And it is because of your investment that we're able to continue to do the work that we do to ensure that South Carolina is a place where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive. Life is cherished. Until tomorrow, we'll see you on Friday. For Mitch Prosser and our entire staff at Palmetto Family, I am Justin Hall. This has been another edition of the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Thank mm-hmm. you.